Welcome to Greenfish Blue Oceans, where stories about seafood are good for you in the oceans. I'm Maureen Barry. This week, I'm tackling L is for lionfish and lobster. Welcome to the L is for lionfish part of the program. The lionfish is a beautiful species. It has distinctive features, a gorgeous brown and reddish color with white stripes and spines that resemble a lion's mane. It is quite frankly gorgeous. Lionfish are as small as one inch and can grow up to 18 inches. It's native to the South Pacific and Indian Ocean and commonly found in aquariums. But the lionfish is also extremely dangerous. And it is now an invasive species of the Atlantic Ocean, Gulf of Mexico, and Caribbean. The destructive lionfish can be traced back to the early 1980s in an area just north of Miami, according to whoever you ask these days. Some postulate that an aquarium owner dumped their lionfish into the ocean. That seemingly innocuous incident started the population growth that we see today. Scientists have traced the lionfish DNA back to a very small group of fish, so there may be some merit to that local theory. This fast-growing and reproducing lionfish thrive in warm coastal marine communities. Their over 2 million eggs per year float along ocean currents, giving them a wide range of growth. Left unchecked, they could continue to grow along the coast of South America to Brazil. And there are two primary reasons for their success. One, they have venomous spines. And two, they don't have natural predators because they're not native to the Atlantic Ocean. One of the biggest problems with lionfish invasion is that they are eating a variety of native species and destroying ecosystems. Lionfish lie at depths of 190 feet and up to 1,000 feet, devouring ecosystems along the way. They are voracious eaters and are known to eat over 100 species of fish, both coral reef grazers as well as commercially important fish like grouper, crabs, shrimp, and snappers. So what's being done to get these fish out of the water? Well, in Florida, there are lionfish derbies, using prize money as incentives. This successful program was launched by Reef, an organization of divers and marine advocates who work to conserve marine environments worldwide. In a derby, divers hunt for as many lionfish as they can collect and remove before sunset. Removed lionfish are used for research and sold to local markets. And while a derby sounds like an adventure, lionfish are not easy to catch. And they hang solo or in small clusters. Plus, they have those venomous spines. A sting can be 50 times worse than a wasp sting. So, if you get stung by a lionfish, you'll need to seek immediate medical attention. Now, since the first lionfish derby in 2009, get this, 18,560 lionfish have been removed in the reef derbies. 
On a commercial level, lionfish hunting is a lucrative business. In Florida, you need a $50 license, plus a boat with the right gear, Natch, and you can hunt for lionfish. You'll need to check with your local state licensing agency for more details if you're interested. In addition, marine and fisheries industries are interested in possible proposed lionfish fisheries, using either traps or spearfishing for divers and spearfishers, both commercial and recreational. Private fishermen, government, and conservation groups are all working to find solutions. From creating specific gear and tools to catch lionfish, to derbies, to public awareness campaigns. However, success ultimately depends on us to eat the lionfish. The reward is that the oceans and native species will rebound. So what does a lionfish taste like? Fortunately, lionfish is a white, flaky, mild-tasting fish. The fillets are small, so that means they're going to be super tender. They're perfect for ceviche and tacos. And who doesn't like a fish taco? Okay, maybe people who've never tried one, I guess. I don't know. Now, I have a disclaimer. I'm not speaking from experience, meaning I've never eaten lionfish. I live 800 miles from the East Coast and 600 miles from the Gulf of Mexico. Although I did live in Florida from about the time the lionfish were dumped in the Atlantic Ocean until just a few years ago when we relocated to Kentucky. But I don't recall lionfish being a problem in the Florida Keys when I lived there in the late 80s and throughout the 90s. Although I did spend a better part of my time slinging hash and eggs inside the diner than snorkeling or diving the reef. And when I was on the water, I mostly fished offshore under the Seven Mile Bridge or I kayaked along the canals and backcountry. Anytime I did snorkel the Sombrero Reef and Marathon, which was actually often enough, I was terrified of the barracuda and sharks. But not enough to keep me away. The beauty of the coral reefs and tropical fish lured me back every single time. Now, I do recall some chefs starting to ask for lionfish in the aughts when I worked in the wholesale seafood distributor in Orlando. But that was a pretty rare experience. So where can you find lionfish in a seafood market or restaurant? Well, Whole Foods Market in Florida offers it in seafood market. And if you live near the coast, think Carolinas across the Gulf to throughout the Caribbean. If you see lionfish on the menu, don't hesitate order it. I put a link in the show notes for a recipe that sounds amazing. Lionfish with plantains and rice with coconut. Now we already know this species is destructive and spreading too far to eradicate it. So it's up to us to create the demand for lionfish to save the oceans from this delicious, dangerous fish. Check the links in the show notes for more lionfish resources and information on how you can help with this incredible challenge. Okay, so that's it for lionfish. Stick around for L is for lobster. Hey, welcome back to the L is for lobster part of the program. There are numerous lobster varieties. American lobster, spiny, both California and Caribbean, 
langostino, and squat lobster. There are albino lobsters and blue lobsters. But in the U.S., you are probably most familiar with two types of lobster, the main lobster and the spiny lobster. And that's what I'm going to focus on for the next few minutes. Main lobster are the kind you find in tanks in the seafood department in American grocery stores and on the North Atlantic coastline. These bugs sport a bluish-green color with an orangish tint and hail primarily from the main coast. They have two front claws. When cooked, their shell turns a brilliant orangish-red. The meat offers a clean, sweet, bright flavor, and it's tender and meaty. You can eat the meat from the tail, the claws, and the legs, and then use the shells to make seafood stock. These lobsters live in murky waters under rocky crevasses along shorelines and along the continental slope. One of the first records of catch in Maine dates to the 1600s. Lobster was once considered a poor man's dinner, was used for fertilizer, and served to prison inmates. But, obviously, our taste buds evolved. And then there's the warm water spiny lobster, which does not have front claws. This lobster has a mottled brownish-red coloring with bright yellow, orange, and blue markings and two cream-colored spots on its tail. You'll find them on rocky coral reefs and along rocky limestones under the docks and crawling across sandy ocean bottoms. The meat is sweet and briny. And you only eat the tail meat from this bug, as they are lovingly referred to in Florida. Historical fossil records near Chiapas, Mexico, indicate that warm water spiny Caribbean lobsters were there more than 110 million years ago. Lobsters eat crabs and shellfish. It's no wonder they taste so dang good. And they're an important food source. With such a wide variety of species and a large geographic territory, there is much to know about lobsters. Most important, other than lobster as a food source, how are they doing in terms of sustainability? While the main lobster industry and the spiny lobster industry in Florida are on target for maintaining sustainable fisheries. But know this, warming waters, rising tides, pollution, and overfishing are having an impact on the future of these creatures. They will either adapt or perish. And it's up to us to make changes today so we don't have to worry about the future of lobsters. According to Seafood Watch, all the lobster species mentioned above fall along the best, good, and avoid list based on how and where they are harvested. For instance, American lobster, caught in South New England, is on the avoid list. It's because its stocks have been depleted since the early 1990s. And then there's the whale entanglement issue, a serious problem. However, further north, in the Gulf of Maine, Georgia's Bank in Canada, the lobster fishery is in great shape. As far as the spiny lobster goes, lobster fisheries from Florida and Bermuda are in great shape, but not so good in Central America. So, before you shop, check seafood recommendation guidelines from either Seafood Watch or Environmental Defense Fund. Now, you've probably eaten lobster in your lifetime. Lobster bisque, lobster thermidor, a lobster roll, steamed lobster, lobster meat dipped in melted butter. And not only is lobster meat tasty, 
It's packed with protein. It's high in omega-3s and low in calories and fat. What's not to love? Now, in this episode, apparently I'm all about a taco. Because a lobster taco is right up there with one of my favorite seafood recipe ideas. They're light, fresh, and decadent. Mmm, mmm. Now, if you're going to splurge and make lobster tacos, you're going to want to take the extra step for maximum deliciousness. Think caramelized chipotle onions to add heat and smokiness. Then you're going to want to whip up a batch of sweet nutty avocado cream to smear on the bottom of the taco shell to round out the flavors. And don't worry, the bright notes of the lobster will shine through whether you buy cold water lobster or warm water lobster. With any taco recipe, you'll want to assemble your taco station first. And a note about taco shells. I know that I like soft shell tortillas for my tacos, but I know people who only eat hard shell tacos. So eat whatever makes you happy. First, you're going to steam the lobster and remove the meat from the shells. Now, remember to use a towel to hold the shells, my friends. These babies are going to be hot. Then chop the meat into bite-sized pieces. Assemble the tacos, eat, and repeat. My recipe for lobster tacos first appeared in Edible Orlando Magazine, Issue 5, 2011. You'll find a link in the show notes for the full recipe. And you'll find additional reading about both lobster and lionfish in the show notes. Lastly, I want to give a big shout-out to Marin Hawk. She's a fellow sustainable seafood advocate, scuba diver, and Twitter friend, and referred me to some amazing sites for research on this episode. You can find Marin at M-A-R underscore H-A-W-K on Twitter. And she has an upcoming podcast this summer, so more about that later. And thanks, Marin. And thanks for listening to Greenfish Blue Oceans. Next up, M is for mussels and mangroves. You can find Greenfish Blue Oceans on iTunes, Google Play, or the GFBO website. If you know someone who would like this podcast, please share and subscribe and don't miss an episode. That's it, folks. Thanks, and have a great two weeks.